Welcome to the Velvet Room. The velvet we can room. talk about our problems. Uh -huh. No good woman in these cheating dudes. All the relationship drama. Ain't nothing here off limits. So let's just begin it. No matter what the topic, it'll be fire. It'll be fire. Baby, have a seat hosted by your girl Cherry. Got some guests you want to meet. We gon' talk about relationships, sex, and all your problems. Not everybody be the same, but Velvet Room can help you solve. Thank y'all for tuning in. It's another episode of Velvet Room Podcast. However, this is a exclusive episode where I, Cherry Coke, actually introduce the world to Vonda. Um. So what's going on is that I decided to basically open up myself, let everybody know exactly who I am, where I come from, and to also do some healing. I have a real life coach that's going to take over the entire show. So I want to introduce him, Coach Baruti. I'm yours. Oh. I'm you nervous. Okay, <laughs> I'm so nervous. Okay. Well, as Vonda said, I am Coach Baruti. I am a life coach. Um, I... Focus. My specialty is uh, relationships. And um, quick history, uh, I taught school for a number of years. When I actually met Vonda, I was her PE teacher. <laughs> like how old was I? <laughs> Middle school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Middle school. So, um, and I also, I am the uh, host, uh, I apologize, I'm one of the hosts of a conversation piece we call the Brotherhood, Manhood, Fatherhood Conversation Series. And we have a, uh, our, our most popular show is called The Conversation Before the Conversation. And this is, a, 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 it was created to basically give black men a place to speak and be heard. Um, and our focus is on um, interact, dealing with life in a way where we are preparing ourselves to be better in relationship with our woman. And we do. We just realized that there weren't too many platforms where men could speak and actually have our woman hear us. So we've been doing it now since 2016. We're wow. We announced fifth season. It's been um, dope. It's been going pretty. Yeah, it's been, it's been going so pretty, helpful. Yeah, it's been going on pretty strong. So, so with that, um, I'd also like to say that um, recently I am a published author. Um, I me with, with a few other folks. We co-authored a book that's called "Girl, Get Up and Move." Um, it's a powerful work, and the whole purpose of that was to is to motivate um, uh, people to get up and move. If you're suffering de from depression, get up and move. If you're suffering from some type of addiction, or or you just have a dream that you like a podcast that you want to start, <laughs> and you just need to you know first thing you need to do is you just need to be able you need to get up and move. So um, with that said, and then you have the sisterhood, and then how this came about with the one on one. Oh, okay. Well, I can go in deeper then. So um, after we did so many, after, after a few years of doing the Brotherhood, Manhood, Fatherhood conversation series, the, we noticed that the majority of our audience, because it's a live show that we do and we do have an audience, the majority of our audience is women. <laughs> the sisters really want to hear what we have to say. We found out, we, were, we really appreciate that and we found it out and then there's the interaction. So Vonda has attended. She is considered one of the women of the sisterhood womanhood, motherhood, uh, conversations. Um, and uh, so as it grows, we also have another piece that's called Man to Man, another platform that's called Woman to Woman, and then we have our one-on-ones. So it was very interesting because I was actually going through some notes and 
and saw the one-on-one. And a couple of days later, Vonda reached out to me. And she said that she wanted to reveal herself to the world and that she wanted to trust me to walk with her on this journey. So that is something I really appreciated. Um, Because when we first started doing the conversation series, Vonda was the second young lady that I approached about being the host, the female voice um, of that conversation series, but she was really nervous about it. She (laughs) backed out a few times, so we kept on moving, and then I finally got her to sit at the table with us, and that was, like, magnificent. So, and then then, uh, she mentioned that she was going to start her own podcast, and I'm happy for her, and it's been going well. So I'm glad to be here and be a part of her audience. And for those, uh, my audience, you guys are going to really enjoy this because this is the first time I've actually did the one-on-one. So it's this like is the my brotherhood. first time I did a one-on-one too. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like the brotherhood, manhood, fatherhood conversation meets the Velvet Room. Yeah. <laughs> so, so this is going to be, um, it's going to be light. Um, we are going to probe. We're going to, we are going to uh, see what we can get this young lady to reveal. And, uh, and the whole purpose of everything that I do in terms of uh, books and conversations, et cetera, is, is about healing. So, um, And let me let everybody know really quick, I have absolutely no clue what he's going to talk about. Like, no hints, no nothing, no, I'm completely unaware. We just spoke about, is there anything that you want me not to or whatever? And I was like, everything's on go. So... I hope y'all enjoy. Hopefully somebody can heal from this with me. Let's do it. Okay. So, um, well, we know your name. So, uh, (laughs) (laughs) you know who you are. Um, let's, let's, let's start here. Um, name something that you think the world gets wrong about you? Um, I think that for starters, the world thinks that I am more... Can I I curse or no? Yeah, you can. Keep it clean? No, you can be you. The world probably thinks because I'm super flirtatious and I have a lot of male friends, they probably think like, um, like, oh, like I'm super more promiscuous than one needs to be. I think that's number one. Um, Number two, I think that people, um, they think I'm just like only the life of the party. Like there's no nothing beyond the surface of what they see, like pretty face and maybe she don't know too much and like maybe not as educated as I am on certain things. Um, You said three? No, that's you just that's, said some. Yeah, so just, those are the main two some, yeah. that I feel like people are misled when it comes to me. Okay, so so what makes you feel like they don't get that? Um, because one, since I've become like, I guess like all throughout high school and stuff, I become like kind of popular or whatever. So people, I think people, like especially guys, they come, they approach me for absolutely the wrong reasons. And because I'm friends with so many males, like, because I trust them more, I think that people 
get misled or they think like maybe she's messing around with them or and maybe I have a chance and it's not really just trying to get to know me. It's just trying to like sleep with me or something like that. Okay. You said for the wrong reason. Yeah. What makes you think it's the wrong reason? Well, it might be their right reasons, but I guess it's not my right reasons because I want people to kind of like get to know the real me. Like when they approach me, I guess it's for appropriate reasons because it's what they see. I guess it's what I broadcast, but rarely do people try to get to know me. Okay, so, all right. Oh, God, I'm so nervous. <laughs> how do we get to see, how do, how do men, let's go there, how do men get to see what they see. Because they see what you show them. Right. Okay. So if you don't want people to see you a certain way and they're seeing you the way you don't want them to see you, you got to be showing them that. So I guess the thing is I purposely, for the sake of like my business and stuff when it comes to like the podcast, because mm -hmm. I already knew like I know that I'm attractive. I know that my personality um, gains attention. And then for the show, um, well, before the show, I was already flirtatious. I don't know why that's just always been my nature. Like, I smile more. And sometimes I can genuinely just be be being nice. Like, I'll speak the same way to, like, an older female, a younger female, or something like that. And a lot of times it just still come off super promiscuous. I know that I intentionally... A lot of times as far as like certain pictures or certain posts and stuff when I tag to get more attention towards like the show. And even with that, sometimes like I be feeling like sometimes certain things is too much, like don't show it all. But then like I look at certain things and I'm like, maybe I shouldn't have posted that and I might go back and delete it later. Okay. What are you afraid of? I'm 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 hearing what you're saying, and I'm sensing um, that there's some sort of way you're hiding. What do, What do you think? You know, you might be afraid of um, in terms of how people see you. Like being taken advantage of, because like I'm super different from my shell. Like um, like when I like with friends, I take that to heart too. Like when I care, I care. Like even friends, like people take advantage of you and I'm just afraid of getting hurt or I'm afraid of like, I don't know, maybe just coming off soft because people don't see that side of me, so. How can you, okay. So I want to take a little bit of a turn and we're going to go like to relationships. Okay. So if you're afraid, if you are concerned about being taken advantage of, if that sentiment is dominant in your thinking, you're going to attract people who are going to take advantage of you. You're setting yourself up and allowing them to enter into that space with that agenda because it's the one you're manifesting, it's the one you're creating. Do you think that when you're interacting with 
or your partner that your movements or how you deal with one another, how you deal with them, you think is based on fear or love? Yeah, like, <laughs> it's crazy that you say that because when I finally, like, talk to somebody about relationships and they're like, are you single or whatever, whatever, and I can finally kind of break it down to them, as bad as I I genuinely want love, I feel like my soul needs love. Like, that's just how I am. I'm more the the fear of letting somebody in and getting hurt outweighs the want and need I feel for love. Okay, so how can you... Okay. Um, one of my little uh, uh, sayings is, you get who you are at the moment you are that thing. Okay? So if you get who you are at the moment you are that thing, you're dealing with um, your mirrored reflection, right? You're looking at, you're dealing with someone who is an image of you, right? but they're not you because mm-hmm. they're, they're themselves. So they are an image of you and you are also an image of them. Right. And when you look in the mirror, everything is, you see an image, but the image is also reversed. Mm. What's to the left in the mirror is going to be right outside of the mirror. So you have the you have the image of it, but you, and you have the essence of it, but you also have the polar opposite of it as well. Okay, you familiar? Are you familiar with the law of attraction? Mm-hmm. Okay. So what you speak of and what you think you you are you also aware that thoughts are things. Yeah, absolutely aware okay. of that. <laughs> okay, so and and just kind of quick for the audience, when we say thoughts of things, it's like um, what we're saying is before the cell phone was a cell phone, it was a thought, and then that thought, with some work, manifested into a cell phone. So, thoughts are real things. Yeah, it's manifestation on a superior level. Right. So everything that happens to you. Everything that comes to comes to you is what you're attracting with your thoughts. Yeah. It's so crazy is that like sometimes I'll talk to somebody or <clears throat> associate with, with associate myself with somebody or allow myself to be involved with somebody and I literally know from the jump like this is just so blow me and I don't know if that's a control factor that I've dated like that and then and I'll like cut it short and I've also mirrored myself when I'm in a strong place and had some well had somebody that mirrors myself when I'm in a strong place and I I push him away I run away why why do you think you're running because you say cut it short so that sounds to me that sounds intentional why do you think you are yeah most of the time it is intentional like I'll find reasons to get out why because I get scared I feel like of the true essence of like love and like scared of of being rejected, like if I'm really not enough. Not enough. Scared of putting my all and it just it crashed. Like it just crashed. Like I give them all of me and then it's just over one day. Like it's just done. You or, or them? Them, 
because I'm in control of myself, but I can't make somebody love me. Like I can't, I can't control them. Do you think you love yourself? I have grown to love myself. Like I love myself so much right now. That's why it's a lot of stuff I'm just not tolerating, even if it's coming from my kids, my family. Like because I've grown to like. I try to stay grounded and not come off like kind of cocky, but I feel like I've been settling for a long time. I've been underplaying my own part to myself. I haven't been pouring back into myself. I haven't been giving myself what I need. And lately I've just been so searching and I've been feeling like, I feel like I deserve the world. I feel like in my eyes, don't nobody deserve more than what I deserve. Cause I, I feel like I'm now trying to focus on myself, which I haven't done. So how long do you think you've been in that space where you are really focused on yourself? I mean, we're talking about months, we're talking about a year. Nah, because I just got out of a really dark place, like really bad place where I didn't even want to be here, to be honest. So I don't know, maybe like the last two, three months, like over the last, like, I don't know, maybe like six months or so, I've been going deep and then I back away almost like when I was start doing like history research or higher power research and getting more spiritual I guess I get kind of afraid of my own truth because I'd be like I'd be discovering stuff like nah they're gonna think I'm weird or nah whatever and I get scared of my own stuff and just tune it out and go do something else and lately I've been trying to stop that truth is frightening yeah most of us run from it that's normal I mean it ain't right <laughs> no, I'm, you know, because, you know, when you when something is done for a long time, whether it's right or wrong and it becomes normal, it's comfortable. To it, right. So once it's once it's normal, it becomes right, whether it's right or not. So um, I drive my wife crazy when we first started doing the conversation series when I would say, oh, we're doing it wrong. We're doing it wrong. Right. So um, and I noticed that with a lot of. Um, quote unquote, coaches, life coaches. They came across more to me like sociologists. Right. Where they tried to get you to fit into the society. You know, these are the rules, you know, fit into these rules. They don't, I didn't see people actually getting people to actually discover who they are. Right. Right. That's true. Right. So living your truth should be your priority. Right. Whatever that is you're going you should be able to be comfortable in your truth i guess i wasn't for a long time like um where about like cuz i'm a mom like people judge me as a mom or people judge me as like their daughter or i can't believe you believe this so i can't believe you think like this so i can't believe you say this or you're weird like i get that been getting that a lot like mm, you think strange or because it's not inside the box. Okay. Well, um, you need to... Everybody needs to know this. You need to know this. Ain't nothing wrong with you. <laughs> <laughs> okay? To, to... You should feel uncomfortable trying to be something you're not. Yeah. That I, should be uncomfortable. It is. Okay? So when you can get to a space where you're comfortable growing into a better version of yourself. Oh, this is happening. 
Okay? That part, that part is empowering, empowering for you. It's going to allow you to, um, it's not going to allow you to see everything differently. Yeah. And sometimes I get um, mad at myself because I, I do, I know, like this wasn't supposed to happen. I legit don't talk. <laughs> so I've been like, I get um, frustrated with myself and life because it's like um because I, I do see things so differently from a lot of people and I feel like I always gotta like downplay who I am or what I know or what I believe in because like it offends somebody or like I say people think like I'm just not what I initially show people of who I am um and then I get frustrated because I be like God, this is like a curse because now I'm seeing everything for face value and I just really wanted to not feel this way, but this is really what it is, so I have to feel this way. Like, it's just frustrating. I heard a comedian say this recently, and there was a, there was a, there was a little tit-for-tat going on on another podcast that I watch, and one of the guys was talking about the rules of the studio. And the guy said, rules are for followers. Do you think rules are like boundaries, though? Absolutely. That's what I think. Yeah, so. right. So if you are a free spirit, a boundary, a rule, a boundary, is could be like bars on a cage or bars on a cell. Yeah. Right? So, and then everybody outside who's trying to teach you or get you to do what they think you're supposed to do, they're like guards. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's how I feel captive with right. myself. Right. But all you have to do is just be you. Now, that's easy to say. Because when and I, I and am I get me, that. if I let somebody in, they're like, this is really me. Right. And like, I guess because it's a softer side or whatever, I'm like, this me. Like, I have been told, like, that it was fake or I'm like, and that and it'd be crazy because it'd be hurting my feelings. So instead of me like being like that hurt my feelings or whatever, and I just get like aggressive in attack mode because it's like I literally let myself down and this will happen. Like I let my guards down and this will happen. Okay, so okay. In order for someone to love you, you have to be able to give them you. Yeah. Not an image of you, but you. True. In one of our in one of our recent shows, it was it, it was brilliant the way it came out. But we we had that mentioned, and it was like um, we were talking about um, what makes what makes a thing a thing in terms of love and relationships and, and how people engage with one another, mm. right? So um, so let's say, um, okay, here's a good way to, to, to describe it. Do you have secrets? Do you have secrets? Yeah. Okay. Everybody has secrets. Well, I shared this with my wife once, and, I, and we were talking, I said, Secrets are used to hide those 
secrets are used to hide. So the, a secret is a wall or or a barrier or or a veil that's right. covering up something, right? So all of your secrets are the things that you use to hide yourself from the world. Yeah. So I ended up saying to my wife, I said, you know, we don't love each other. How long ago was this? This was probably within the last couple of years or so. Mm. I said, we don't love each other. And she's like, you know, of course she, you know, what do you mean? I was like, well, we have secrets. Because we have secrets. We have things that we haven't shared with one another. So, um, so I, I don't get to protect her fully because she's not giving herself to me Same. fully because she has secrets and vice versa. I don't allow her to protect me because I have secrets. Right. Right. So if, if you're afraid of snakes and I know you're afraid of snakes, I can protect you from the snakes because I know this is a fear. Right. But the stuff that we hide from one another, we, we, because we have things that we hide from one another, we stop ourselves from being able to be open enough and vulnerable enough so that I can give her the best opportunity to protect me and she can give me the best opportunity to protect her. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you are a single mom, mm -hmm. three babies. Is Kayla still a baby? She's still my baby. Yeah, she's your baby. <laughs> my baby's 29. <laughs> okay. So, um, you are in a, you're in a unique position, right? Because, I mean, you're in a space now where you're having these revelations about who or what you are. Right. Right. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Mm hmm Right? So, my advice or my recommendation would be um, as you're doing your self-reflection, just focus on uh, your truth. You know, know what you like, know what you don't, know why, right? Because right? that's, that's key, because most of us, one of, the, one, of the real, one of the real challenging things that happens when we do uh, counseling sessions, when I do counseling sessions, is people find themselves telling me who they, who they think they are, mm -hmm. right? But they're telling me the lie they tell everybody else. Right. Initially. <laughs> right. Initially. Mm -hmm. So then as we begin to talk and we, you know, and then we get to, okay, then they realize that, okay, I'm not anything close so what, to so what I you. give the world. Right. Right. And I don't get, no, I apologize. I understand it. And I don't get why people fight so hard to hold on to it. But what I will say this, and this is like props to your generation, more so than mine. My generation, they they holding on to it and they letting go. They got this is how it is. You know, they, I've been this way for fifty years. Yeah. Got it. You know, they and they. But your generation is actually more open. And then your daughter's generation, they're even more open. Mm -hmm. They're not. They're not allowing themselves to be trapped by the traditions and the ideas. Okay. So. Um, I come across as I, I get kind of what you get. You're different. I don't know if I'm different. I'm just better at being me. 
I may be better at being me than they are at being themselves. Right. Right. So, like I said, ain't nothing wrong with you. <laughs> because you see things different. It's just how you see things. Right. Right. So, okay. Oh, I've been knowing you since middle school. I watched you grow up. So let's 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 go here. Why do you think you are, generally speaking, why do you think you are the way you are? Where did you get your core um, advice or perspective about who you're supposed to be? I don't know. Like, I guess I got it for myself. Like, I didn't really have anybody around to be like, express yourself or or how you're thinking is not okay. Because I've never really grown up, I, I never had anybody to talk to. Um, I didn't have, like, a father until I was older. Like, I can only, I can't even remember... Through my childhood, before I was an adult, I can't even remember, I can't count it off on one hand how many times I seen my father when I was young. And my mom was like, we never had like that bond because looking at it now, like she was damaged herself and like she was single, mom with four kids. She had us young, so she was like, I think subconsciously, like, she didn't intentionally do it, but she didn't really have time to, like, give the love that I felt like I needed as a child because she was busy trying to provide for us and make sure we was good. So, I did, like, it's kind of like I just taught myself to just be strong or be a certain way to stand strong for, like, other people. It was never about myself. Okay. Your, your mom was single, and... She had you when she was young. Yeah. You're single. You had your first child when you were young. Yeah. Okay. You said um, you can count the number of times you um, have been able to spend time with your father. As a child. As a child. As an adult, as I became an adult and I can reach out to him or like, and I still feel like it's, the the bond is crazy. I know that he loves me. I mm -hmm. know that for sure. Like he adores me, but... I think I, I'll never get the love that I need from people. And, like, when I was a child, because he lived states away, like, he loved to go better himself um, to make sure that he was going to still be around to be a father. He had to make that choice to leave. Right. And it was kind of like, what about me? Like, right. So I couldn't see him as, as often. Like, he's all the way in Baltimore, Maryland. I'm here. And I don't have older siblings. Like, I don't... So it was always... You're the I oldest. Talk, yeah, I'm the oldest. So right. it's like I just... feel like I just always only had me. Say a little bit about, if you can, about you not knowing how to... Um, 
I'm going to change my language. Say a little bit more about what you think is the, can be a, a possible disconnect between you in a relationship with a man and not having your dad around. Um. Take your time. I feel like, like growing up, it was certain ways that I was like violated by a man before my father was there when it happened. And now it like, um, it fucks me up. Like it fucks me up. Like it's hard for me to like love somebody. It's hard for somebody to get close to me because like sometimes I have to just think about stuff that happened to me before and like initially my soul my heart is super submissive and they give my all but it's like when I when I do do that it's certain things that people do that it's not even nothing major that strikes me of like oh man controlling me and it just bring back bad memories and I push away okay so you feel um did you use the word violated? So when a man come across, if a man can come across, I think what I'm hearing is when you're when you're in a relationship with someone, they'll be and they come across as being assertive. You yeah. take that, you you are interpreting that as control. Yeah. Like, and sometimes even if they're just trying to help me like better myself or whatever, like I just feel like. That um that is a sense of control from a man, and because because of my childhood, it just it just bring back ill memories. Okay. Have you? Do you think you've had an opportunity to to kind of deal with that before now? I mean, the first time I like um even had a conversation with my mother was about stuff that happened in my childhood when she wasn't around. I was like in my 20s. I was like maybe 21, 22. And like, um, I still feel like it wasn't dealt with or addressed or I didn't heal appropriately because I can like, I can watch something on TV and I'm instantly triggered and I'm mad. And like, even if I'm with somebody, cause it has happened, like I genuinely couldn't even explain to somebody why I was upset and it was like a great day. But right. it was because we watched something and a certain scene was just like so traumatic to me right. that I just went into like a whole bad place and I couldn't even explain to them, but I just was like harsh on them for no reason. No, there's a reason. <laughs> It's a reason. Um, and what I'm saying is, you know, you said for no reason, but they were there. Um, there are no accidents in the universe. So when you are experiencing whatever it is you're experiencing and, you, and the person you're experiencing with, that's supposed to be that way. I think we're, we have a tendency, people have a tendency to, to think, to see love, the idea of love their idea of love 
as everything's supposed to be good. Right. But nobody, that's not what love is. Right? That's not what love is. Love is, is love can be good, love can be bad, and love can be very ugly. Yeah. Love can be extremely unforgiving. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> so, um, let's say, let's, 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 let's say three men in your life. Okay. Um, name two to three things that two to three men that you feel you really cared for um, had in com- may have had in common. <laughs> like men relationship-wise that I no, cared just, for? No, just, just, yeah, I mean, it can be, it you was in a relationship with, could have been... Um, uh, someone in the community, someone at the church, some, you know, just that man that you you feel that you cared for that they may may have had in common. <laughs> Good and bad. Yeah. Manipulative. Provider. Emotionless. Okay. Okay. Um, let's go with the first one: manipulative manipulation. Do you think that you are a good manipulator? I mean, I guess I can. I can have. I I don't know how to answer that question. Like. I don't, those are never my intentions because I'm always like blunt about certain things, but I believe that I have the capability for people to come my way. Like I can persuade people, maybe, I guess. <laughs> like, because like, I mean, my job has always been into sales. Right. So I can persuade people to. Okay. See my point of view if they just give me a second and come my way. Okay, so that was the long way of saying yes, I'm yeah. manipulative. Okay, that's cool. Um, <laughs> that was what Jada did to Will. Like, now let's push around this and get to it. <laughs> no, no, no I, I, it's, it's, it's how it goes. So, um, yeah. and then um, you said um, emotionless. Mm-hmm. So, I think I'm what I think I think what I'm hearing is that they you they don't show a lot of emotion. Right. Okay. Is that important to you? Yeah, it's super important to me. Why? Because I go off like not the words of what they're saying. Like I like to see expression, I like to see action and also I like you to just like be open if you feel a certain type of way, like I feel this way because this, this, that. And it's just important because it lets me get a true understanding of how they really feel about certain things. And it lets me, like, okay, so stop looking at it like this, Vonda. They feel like this because of this. Like, it's not, like, I can't control how they feel, but it helps me understand them. Okay, so 
I'm going to say what I thought. I'm going to say back to you what I thought I heard you just say. That what you need, why you need them to show emotion is so that you can interpret how you need to be in that moment. Did I get that right? Kind of, sort of, because it lets me know, like, it'll let me know how they feel about certain things. So maybe I can look at things from a different light or, like, what's so crazy is that I myself have come to find out that that's a sense of me being controlling, too, because I try to be in control of how they feel. Like, no, you don't feel that way. Or, like, trying to say, like, how they feel is wrong because they should feel how how I feel. Like, how you feel like that? And I don't feel like that. That don't make no sense. <laughs> so. Okay. And then you said protector. Yeah, like a protector, a provider too. Mm. What does that what does that mean to you? What does that look like to you? Like protector is just like I feel safe. Like Regardless of what's going on, they won't let anything intentionally harm me. Um, if I need to fall back on them, then they'll be there. But it's always been under conditions. So. Yeah, conditions. That's, that's interesting because we talk about, what's one of the things we talk about? We talk about unconditional love, right? Okay, now. You were saying, when we're talking about being manipulative, uh, uh, we talk about manipulation, emotion, uh, uh, not showing, non-emotional or emotionless, um, and provision and protection. You said safe. Okay. You want to be with someone that you can feel safe with. Yeah, for sure. You want to be able to feel secure. For sure. Can a man right now, if you're seeing someone, can he feel safe and secure with you? Um, under conditions. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes, to an extent, yes. To an extent. To, so, like, currently, yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So he can feel safe and secure with you. Yeah. Okay. All right. So if he can, if, if you are in a position where you're going to provide safety and security, then you're also going to be in a position to receive safety and security. But in your past, recent past, you weren't. Yeah, currently too. Like at this okay. point, it's like I, I can provide, but it's not really giving so much 
or in my eyes, like in my vision of how I see it to be given, I guess. Does that make sense? Yeah. So what is, is that, that controlling? Yes. I've been learning that that I've been I've been learning that even when I'm trying to and I said this to somebody, like even if I'm trying to like get them to better themselves or do whatever, like it's still like controlling. And so I've been coming to terms that that you control. That I'm controlling. Okay. So you don't want to be controlled, but you want to control. You want safety and security. And you're only just getting in a space where you think you can provide safety and security. I'm, a, I'm just not getting to a space where I want to, that I even want to provide it for so, somebody. Okay. I've never wanted to provide it for somebody before. Okay. So you do see the connection. You do see that's why you've probably never received it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Everything you want, let me change that word. I don't, want is a bad word to use. Everything you see yourself having in terms of uh, using it to grow into a better version of yourself. Um, and, um, but in a reflective way, meaning your partner. Mm-hmm. You have to embody it yourself. Which is so crazy because, no, not crazy, but like, because I feel like right now, I feel like I'm currently receiving a lot of my own karma because I was so heartless, because I was so like, I guess many feel like they would probably think that I like them like that and I really don't, or I didn't have any intentions on going further or certain things. But now that I've been like, being comfortable with myself and just learning myself more and no, trying to, teach myself that it's okay to want what I want. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, I can't even get what I want from nobody. It's like, well, how long I got to keep going through the karma? Like, how long I got to pay it back before they pay it forward? <laughs> like, the clock is ticking. It's like, I'm here. I want to give you this now. All right. Well, you, <clears throat> you certainly can discharge karma. People miss that. They think that, but you can. You can soften it. Right. Everything uh, I would say the the boomerang, when you throw it out, it normally comes back with the same energy, but you can slow it down. You can slow the karma down. You can soften the blow. So mm-hmm. that is possible. But you have to you, of course, have to do the work. You have to be truly apologetic. Right. And I borrowed this. Well, I got this from Dr. Mark Goldston. It's like uh super intelligent psychologist. And he says that a power apology is one, you apologize verbally to the person and say exactly what you're apologizing for. Two, you say exactly what you did, all of it. And then three, you say what you what changes you're going to make so that you don't repeat that particular incident, right? right? So the challenge with most people is the part where they say what they did. Mm-hmm. Is that you? Mm-hmm. Not anymore. Like I'm like I can do something. And I've been learning to be okay with like self-checking myself, which I need to start maybe 
pre-doing it before I act, but I can act on something, and I'm really good at, like, going, just taking a minute and thinking about it, and, like, that was completely disrespectful. It was, it was rational. It, irrational was totally not called for, and I can actually go check myself and actually reach out to them, like, what I did was completely not fair. Like, I shouldn't have done that. Okay. What makes you think you know what's best for other people? I don't. But, like, I guess dealing, like, if I'm dealing with the one-on-one, like, I don't know what's best for anybody, but I guess the problem was is that, like, when I'm dealing with somebody, I just used to think of what was best for me. I didn't really consider, because that was me being safe. That was me not being vulnerable, me not letting down my guards, me not letting them see who I am. You being controlling. So when you said, earlier when you said, um, you want to help them to better themselves. What you are now saying is that when you are trying to help them better themselves, you are simply trying to get them to behave the way you wanted them to behave for yourself. Yeah. Is that what, did I get that right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. So why would... If you're treating, and we're just talking about men, we're not talking about, if, if you're treating people you care about or you're in a relationship with this way, according to your own perspective of what good and bad is and ugly, mm-hmm. would you, which category would you put that behavior in? Good category, bad category, or ugly category? Bad. Bad. Okay. So if you're treating men badly, why should they treat you good? Because they need to see my worth. Like, I know my worth. And here's the thing. Like, I've... I have come to realize that I am controlling. I have come to terms with it. But it's like... They should know my worth. Like, I present myself in a valuable way. It's just that sometimes I don't care about their feelings and I want them to. So, you want them to see. So, you want them to see your value while you're simultaneously refusing to witness theirs, to to see theirs. Well, I wouldn't quite say that because I do see value. Sometimes I see, I, I feel like I see more value in people than they can see within themselves. And I feel like it'd be my duty to, like, help them see, like, you're worth more than what you're displaying. And that comes, that's where my controlling part comes in. It comes from a place of caring. It's not me just, like, I used to, like, years ago, like, you know, like, ignore their complete train of thought and feeling. But now it's like I'm forcing I guess I'm forcing my thoughts and my views on them instead of just accepting who they are. Okay. So if you're treating them badly, (laughs) why should they be good to you? Because I said so. (laughs) Because I'm a great person is because 
even though I'm not showing, I might not show them fully who I am. Like I know who I am. I know now what I can bring to the table. I know what I can offer somebody. And like, I know what I want, but I guess like I'm not really giving them the opportunity to give me not even what they feel like I deserve really because I give them a hard time. Okay. If you're treating them badly, what? I don't know. Why should they treat you good? You said because I, I said shouldn't. so. Right. I guess they shouldn't. Right. If But what if everything not bad? It's just certain times. Well, we're all people. Yeah. Right? So, you know, um So I don't treat everybody I haven't like the thing is that I'm still trying to learn myself and be okay with allowing people to feel how they feel and not how I want them to feel. Okay. That's a good thing. And now I feel like I'm getting, like, even though I'm still battling, I'm still learning, like, because I still have to do a lot of self-checks. I'm trying to slow down the self-checks after I've already done something, mm -hmm. which is, like, where I'm running into brick walls at. Nah, I think you. As long as you can see it, and you and you and you're willing to um, extend the hand and apologize for it, you're gonna be okay, because we're not perfect. We're perfectly made, but that doesn't mean our behavior is always going to be good. Right. Right. We have flaws, and being able to recognize your flaws, and then. Make amend is big because I can. I want to say this. I want to say this to you, and I'm going to say it on your podcast. As a, as a rule, black men don't think that black women know how to apologize to black men. Would you agree with that? I totally agree. Why? Because it's true. Because because I've been there. It took it took me a while to not feel. Like, sincerely apologetic and know that you're wrong because a lot of black y'all know y'all wrong. To be too controlling. Y'all know y'all wrong. I used to not feel like I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I used to not feel like I was wrong, but now I'm like, Ugh. okay, yeah, and like I'm completely okay with myself now as far as like apologizing and kind of correcting myself because I used to feel like. Mm -mm. They not winning. Like, I wasn't wrong. I'm standing my ground. And if we have to fall out about it, like, we'll fall out about it. And sometimes I grew to know that I was wrong, but it was, like, the sense of, like, apologizing was, like, I guess it, when you apologize for somebody that has always kind of been in control or thought they were in control, it's almost relinquishing control when you apologize. What's wrong with relinquishing control? I think because you, like for me, because I'm opening up doors for me to get hurt. So if I let my guards down and I be like how I initially want to be, like submissive, fall back about a lot of stuff and um, just kind of just don't be controlling, allow people to kind of live their own life too, is that I'm letting myself be vulnerable and I'm allowing like them to kind of, it's not like, because when I'm holding my the gate up, it's like 
cracks that they gotta search for to get through to kind of break me. But if I just open it up, it's like I feel like somebody's just gonna come through in a bad way and get me just back in a bad space. Like I'm just afraid of that. But you okay. I need I'm gonna, help. I'm gonna, no, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, we, yeah. So let let me let me let me go here now. <clears throat> when do you Okay, I'll do this one first. In terms of your power. What do you think? Um, what do you think? Uh, or when do you think you're best or you're mostly in your power? When did you feel mostly powerful? Um, when it comes to me being a mother, like I think, like nothing, nothing, oh, like nothing can overpower me when, like, I'm the mom hat is on. And I think that's why, uh, well, because I think that's why me and my middle son, like, because he's he's like me, but he's also so different. And now he has a voice. He's, like, not a baby anymore. Like, it's like you just can't say something to him. And so now we kind of, like, be clashing and butting heads because now he's his own person. He can kind of speak on how he feels. So, mm-hmm. And it aggravates me because and even my daughter did it, but it didn't aggravate me as much because I think all kids at certain points do it. But I think because this is, like, I think because he's a guy, he's a and male. You have an issue that with... it bothers, and I, I had to come to terms with that. Like, why me and my kid keep like bashing heads and stuff, and I come to terms because my daughter's done things that were worse. Like, I didn't have to like jack her up completely before. Right. But I think because it's a man, and like when he voices back his opinions or his thoughts, it like it just rules me in a bad way. And I come to realize, I think I feel like it's because he is a male. Okay. Okay. All right. Because you you did mention earlier um, when you were feeling powerless and that that was um, in a situation with a man. Yeah. So now you're raising a young man. Yeah. And you're based upon that one statement, and this is just one statement. So... We're going to take a, use a microscope and just look at that one statement you just made. And let's say, with that one statement, you said, and I don't know, and I'm not speaking for your entire relationship, mm-hmm. but just for that, in that one moment, you said that you're parenting his power out of him. Say that again. Because you felt powerless at the hands of a man, mm-hmm. you're now taking your son's power away from him. Yeah, and I've been having to work on that. Like, I actually went through counseling with it for myself. Like, like I'm, because I don't want to, like, demand him. I don't want him to feel like, I don't want him to grow up, like, how I felt like I got to feel a certain type of way. However, my actions towards him, like, a year ago was making him feel like he couldn't say it. Like, my son literally said, I never talk because I can't express myself to you because you don't listen or because you told me I shouldn't feel like that because it is. Like, you don't let me say how I feel or how I am. And I had to go through canceling. It was like, that's my baby right there talking. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't, I am. I ain't about to lose my baby. Like, I can lose other people, but I ain't going to lose my kids. How old is he? 
Uh, he was about to be 11. He get ready for the sixth grade, seventh grade. Yeah, he right? going to sixth grade. Yeah. And so I had to, that, like, I went to, that was like the second time that I actually went through counseling myself as an adult. And I was like, because I ain't, I ain't going to lose my kid. And so I had to, like, now I'll sit down and talk to him, like, we're not going to yell at each other. We're not going to argue. We're going to say how each other feels. And we're not going to get upset and do this and do that. Do you understand? Like, yeah, I understand. And so, like, it's been it's been dope since then. Now, I think you think what you said, what the, the last thing you said was, like, really cool. It's been good. It's been dope. Like, okay. because I have a loud, now he talks to me. And, like, I let him express himself without, getting upset because he feels a certain type of way that's against how I feel. But does he have to say it a certain way? Can he just say it however? He has to be respectful. Why? Because I'm his mother. Okay, so if he has something inside and he needs to get it out, he can only get it out under certain conditions. Yeah. Because he's a kid. So he's not a person? Yeah. So I'm just saying, because if someone treated you that way, what do you think your reaction would be? Well, he can't yell. He can't yell at me. He can't can't do that. Okay. So I get we're working, you guys are working this out, because it sounds like you're working this out. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, but I want to, I want to deal with this a little bit. I think this would be helpful. If you're not willing to let him get it out any kind of way, you're still not allowing him to get it out. You're still being controlling. You're still taking away his power. I didn't really look at it like that. It was like, I'm the mom, like, because I was raised that way too, like, you I'm deserve mom, more. You I'm deserve, right, you wrong. So, so you deserve more respect because you got here first. Because that's what I was told. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? I don't like it. That's why I was always rebellious. Was your mother ever wrong about anything? Mm-hmm. Was your grandmother ever wrong about anything? Mm, probably. <laughs> <laughs> we don't like to say grandmama was wrong. <laughs> we don't. Yeah, I. Re- I. It took me. Um, a short time to figure out once I started doing this that everybody who told me anything was wrong. That's how I started looking at everything. Right. And then I began to question everything. And what you were saying is um, we both know Jason. Mm-hmm. Jason. Shout out to Jason. Shout out. One of, the, one of the things he, I watched him become very passionate about when, when we were at our conversation is Quieting, quieting a child. He felt like when he had something to say, because he did not know how to get it out in a respectful manner, they didn't allow him to get it out. So he didn't get to share anything. And the whole reason they did that was because they were the adult and he was the child. So they taught him in that, in that the message becomes, um, I'm going to teach you how not to express yourself. Yeah, when you say it that way, that's true. So, and I get, I did it to my children, right? So, um, because I thought it was the right thing to do. That's why I said, we have to question everything. Right. You know, a lot of stuff we do, 
only because it was done and we don't question it. Now, I have a granddaughter, right? When she flies off and she needs to get it out, sometimes it's a show, and I know it's a show. And when I think, when, I, when, I, when it's a show, she'll talk, and I was like, you're performing. I don't tell her not to talk. I don't tell her not to do a thing, but I do, I do let her know, you're putting on the show, you're performing. <laughs> right. Right? And so, and then there's times when she really just needs to get it out. And just have to let her get and it you don't out. Stop her? No, like... no, I don't. Because I want her to feel there, there, there are there are people who will stop her, but I will not. Right. I want her to know that when she's talking to me, she can be as open and as vulnerable as she needs to be in terms of how she needs to try to figure out how to express herself. Because if she can get it now, she's nine. If she can get it now, then she'll be able to have more control of that later. I was going to say she'll have more control. Yeah, she'll, have, she, you know, she'll be able to you know, deal with that herself in a, in a way that it won't come across as being disrespectful to other people. Right. Right? Um, so we're talking about power. And you said you feel mostly powerful when you are wearing your motherhood hat. Yeah. And, like, yeah. When you're feeling powerless? Um, um, I don't know. Because I guess now I maybe always feel powerful. I get like I feel powerless, like. when things don't go my way or like if I'm not in control of certain situations, like whether it's a work, whether it's like, like it's business, it's relationship stuff. Like I feel like powerless. Like I have sometimes like no say so or my, how, my train of thought is not being respected. And I feel like it's, it's nothing that I can do to persuade a person to kind of understand me. I feel powerless. Okay, I get that. I get that. But because they used to, I used to kind of deal with that a little bit. But I switched it around, and I was like, "It's their fault." It's, it's if. And I've been trying to not do that. Right. I can say that, like I've been trying to, like, be like, now, nah, you shouldn't have did this. Like I've been trying to, like, look at myself, and that's such a like hard thing to do because it's like. Um, you want to always be right. And I, well, I want to always be right, and I always want to be in control. So when I realize that I did something wrong or, or a certain situation happened because of my actions, mm-hmm. it's like, dang. Okay, so we know we can't. You, you do know that you are not always right. Mm, no, I know that. <laughs> <laughs> you do know that you are not always right. Yeah, I okay. do know that. So, um, and the women in my life that are closest to me have an issue with that. They have an issue with not wanting to be wrong. They, they may not have to be right, but they don't want to be wrong. Mm. All right. Um, but one of the things we, we uncovered in one of our, another thing we uncovered in, in a conversation is that once you admit that you are wrong, your next step is towards being right. So if you can 
receive the i the the perspective that okay in this scenario i am wrong the i guess you say the quicker you do that the quicker you get to the next thing right. the quicker you get to being right or you get to you start that journey to be right But it's almost bad, like, when you say it like that. Because I don't look at it like that. Like, I don't, like, accept that I'm wrong just to hurry up for the next time to be right. Because I like to be, like, I like to be kind of, like, taught and stuff and, like, learn stuff. No, that's, so, what, like, I'm, that's, no, no, that's what I'm saying. It's like someone say, what's two plus two? And you say it's five. And, yeah. was, and, then, and, and we show you that it's four. The sooner you can recognize that it's four. Yeah. Not, not that you just accept it. Right, right. As soon as you can recognize that you're wrong, then your next step would be toward being right. Yeah. Right. So, okay. Let's talk vulnerability. Do you think that you're vulnerable, open and vulnerable? Um, I don't display it, but I am. You are? Yeah. You telling me I am? I'm I, no. I'm, oh. I'm I'm just repeating what you said. Yeah. I always thought I always. Well, the reason I wanted you to co-host our show is because you were open. I am. Okay. I am super okay. open. Okay. So, um, and generally speaking, when people are open, they are vulnerable. Mm -hmm. But you're also controlling. Yeah. Which is an indication that you feel that, that that's an indication that open and vulnerability, you may be also interpreting that as also weakness. That's why you have to be in control. Yeah, you're right. Okay. I'm going to share something with you, but I'm going to share it with you in the form of a question. When do you think... When do you think man or woman are mostly in their truth? That where you can see that a person is mostly in their truth. I don't understand. Like. Okay, skip all that. I don't know you, how to when, 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 when do you think that you are mostly in your truth? Well, you're totally open, totally vulnerable, and what's and you're and nothing there is but and there's nothing there but the raw you. When I feel like that person has first opened up to me, and like, cause I have been like I have given my whole truth with no secrets before, but and I felt like it was because they made me feel comfortable with me like they really accepted me like who I am and that allows me to be vulnerable and be okay with being vulnerable then I don't see it as a weakness other than that like I always feel like I'm always truthful but I guess I'm kind of really not if I'm not really letting people in okay I don't know no, that's my best no, answer no no that's that. I mean it's, it's your answer it's your answer. There ain't no right or wrong. It's it's it's, it's your answer. <laughs> <laughs> Do you believe that there's a thing called unconditional love? Yes. 
Yeah. Have you ever experienced unconditional love? Um. Every every time I have ex- experienced it, it has been one way. Either it's unconditional on my end, mm-hmm. and from them I'm receiving it with conditions, or it's I've it's been the other way too. Like I have been given unconditional love, but I don't give it back while giving to it. So it's never been like one accord. Okay. That's weird. No, it's normal. Oh. It's normal for people to be, it's normal for one, it's normal to be, it's normal for a giver to be in a relationship with a taker. Yeah. Even like with, with family, with everyone, like it's not, and that'd be my fear because once I start like loving, because like once I start loving and I feel like I don't get get it back and I feel like I feel like abandoned. I feel that's when I feel like all type of it brings me back to my childhood then because it's like dang I feel like super violent like I shouldn't have never did. I feel like stupid of for opening up and just like allowing them to really see who I am and just be myself around them because it was like it was pointless. Okay, so you open yourself up to you open yourself up to someone and for lack of a better phrase, they take advantage of that mm-hmm. and hurt you. Mm-hmm. What did you do wrong? I opened up to them and I shouldn't have. That's what you did wrong? Yeah. Because I gave them tools to, like, hurt me. I let them know, like, this is this is how I feel. These are my triggers. This is me. This is where I'm soft at. This is my strength. This is, And then they, like... Then when it hurt me, I just feel like I shouldn't have done it. Like, okay. I feel wrong for doing it. Okay, so you open up your home, let someone in, and you're hospitable to them, and you're doing it out of the kindness of your heart, and you're allowing them to have a place to stay, et cetera, et cetera, and they rob you. You wrong for letting them in? I mean, no, but I feel like if I would never let them in, it wouldn't happen. Okay, so now you're not letting people in. Yeah, because I tried, like, and it's like, it hasn't turned out good yet, and it's like, when is it going to turn out good? How can it turn out good when you won't let nobody in? If you're not going to let, if you're not going to be open and vulnerable and allow the good one to come in, the good one can't get in. Which is so crazy because I guess I expect them to like fight their way through it. And like I was told once, like I pushed somebody away, only to see how much they care. So if they're gonna fight for it to come back, or they're gonna show, like, are you just gonna let me go like that? Like you didn't. Then I feel like you never really cared. And I shouldn't do that because it's like, <laughs> but I do it. Yeah, people. That's the thing. That's the yeah. thing. But. Some some people's way of fighting is not to fight. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess I just always had, like, the problem of, like, accepting, like, 
how other people kind of like feel, I guess, because because I'm just so afraid of fear. And that, that comes from me. Like, that's how I grow to learn that and accept that I am controlling because I used to like, no, I'm not. <laughs> like, you sound crazy. And I start having to like analyze and check myself like, wait, that's a sense of control. That's a sense of control. That's such and such. So. Yeah, I have a hard time letting people in because I'm just so afraid. So let me ask you this question again. Based upon how you move in this world and in, in, in terms of how you interact with folk, are you guided mostly by fear or love? Fear. Definitely that's a, fear. That's a very low frequency, that's a, a low uh, frequency vibration. And, but I have so much love to give, like, but fear, like, I'm so afraid. You're afraid to be loved? I want love. That's not I'm what I'm just asked afraid. You. Okay. I'm afraid that it's not genuine love, or I'm afraid of loving so hard and they don't and I just don't feel that love like back the love that I need like I think that it's crazy that people like with love languages the whole purpose is so you can know how to love that person like because how you perceive love the other person might not even perceive it like that like Mm -hmm. somebody might be a person like I'm dating somebody and I might I might like material things and so I'm buying them material things but that's not even that's not love to them so that's where it, I Why is it love time. to you? No, well, it's not. I'm not material. Oh, okay. I'm just giving an example. Okay. Like, yeah, I don't even wear designer clothes. Okay. <laughs> so, um, but that's what I'm saying. Like how, even if someone like, okay, so I'm showing, the way I see love is because someone's cooking for me all the time, right? Mm-hmm. And that I feel like love by that. Okay. I'm just giving an example. Right. And so now I'm cooking all the time for that person. Right. But that's not how they see love. Their love might be they want you to be going to get them shoes every week. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I'm having a hard yeah. time, like, I'm having a hard time people understanding, like, this is how I see love. Like, right. I'm trying to love you like how I feel like you want to be loved, but you got to love me like how I feel like I got to be loved too, not like how you want to love me. And and that's almost a sense of control too, but it's like you got to mm-hmm. learn how to love me because I may not like that. Yeah, I may I, not I, like... I agree that... I'll agree with you that um, it's my responsibility to know how my wife wants to be loved or, or you know, um, how to love her, right? Um, but at the same time, I can't compromise myself in doing that because then I'm changing who I am to be who she wants me to be or needs me to be. Right, but then she compromising because she's not receiving the love that she feel like she wants or how she wants to feel love. She's compromising by saying this is him, and I understand that he may not love how I love, but this is how he love. Right. So she compromising. Right. So. So, so like you gotta both have, have to compromise. You have to have the you have to have the conversation, and you got to talk about what love is. Right. So what is love? Love is me just being able to like be free. 
and be exactly who I am. I want them to be free and be exactly who they are. I want us to be able to make mistakes and still love each other. Like we can argue and when we go lay down, we're going to lay down, we're going to cuddle, we're going to go to sleep. Like we're not going to keep on. Like we can actually have a conversation right then and there about the, it doesn't have to be an argument. It doesn't have to be somebody right or wrong. We're just going to fix the problem. Like love is anything that I would do for myself, I would do for them and I want it in return. Like, and I don't be seeming, it don't seem like I get it. Why are you supposed to get it every time? Because I try to give it, like if I really care, if I really do care, then I'm, I'm gonna give it, like even though it breaks me down, like it might be certain pieces I might hold on to, which I'm, I've been learning not to. So that's the thing, like it's crazy that I'm going through this um, healing session, session with you too because a lot of stuff I have already started coming to terms with my faults and stuff and like you ain't, can't nobody, like people giving you what you're giving them. So like you want this, but you ain't, you ain't giving it. And in my mind it's like I'm capable, but sometimes I'm not taking the initial steps to go ahead and do it because then I go to feeling like if they, and I guess that's being negative too, in a sense, because, like, see, I'm checking myself as I'm talking. See, no, I've been working perfect. on myself. Yeah, that's perfect. So I guess like, I'm always because I've been let down before, and before and before, it's like I'm expecting everybody to just let me down. So if I just open myself up, it's gonna end bad, and okay. I'm gonna be back to just having just being by myself and facing everything alone. Are you perfect? No. You make mistakes? Mm-hmm. Okay, so if you're not per perfect and you make mistakes and you're with someone, how do you want them to handle your mistakes? Your faults? Your imperfections? I want them to still stand strong. And then like, why aren't you standing strong? It. I would feel like I ain't got that much time. Where you going? I mean, I might die when I leave here. I want to die happy, feeling the opportunity to, to love and get the same love in return. Like, I don't want to die alone. Like, I, I don't want to die like how I am now. You said love is, you said love, I like your answer. You said love is freedom. Okay. Just you? You the only one get to be free? I want them to be free. Just don't, just don't, <laughs> don't, just don't freely do stupid shit. Yeah, okay. Well, that's, but that's what freedom is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, if you want a man, if you want someone to love you and allow you to be free and still love you in the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah. <laughs> should that be reciprocated? Yeah. But why do you got to just, just be free? Yeah, it should be. <laughs> See, love is not easy. People want it to be, and we're taught that it should be. We're not even, um, I mean, I don't even think we're taught how to love. We're taught gestures and to interpret those gestures in, in, as love. As what love should be. Right. You know, buy her some candy, buy her some flowers, take on some dates, go to the movie, take out to dinner and she'll think you really care about her. But I cannot give a damn about you and do all of that. Yeah, that's very true. Right? So that's not love. It's just transaction. 
Right. I agree. Okay. So what you're describing when you when you say and give it in return, meaning you receive what you're giving. Mm -hmm. That's transactional. Yeah. I guess in that sense, like it's still under conditions. Yeah, I guess it's still under conditions. (laughs) Yeah, because like I want people to be free. I want people to be able to choose and do what they want to do. They comfortable with how my reactions will be. And you comfortable with that? Then hey, go do it. But it's like, don't do something that's gonna like, that's gonna that you know is gonna hurt me. Like, don't don't be stupid. And then I guess it should be their choice because they should wanna. They're so free they should feel openly they choose not to do it because they don't want you to feel that way because they choose they don't want to do it. But I guess I don't let it get that far. It's like, <laughs> mm-mm. You shouldn't like. Mm-mm. Okay. Love is freedom. I like that answer. Okay, and we're talking about when we're talking about your your power, and when you felt feel the most um, when you feel powerless, um, then we kind of dealt with um, your truth, and when you are mostly in your truth. I think the average, the regular average person is mostly in their truth when they are in the throes of an orgasm. Mm. Mm. They don't care how they look. They don't care how they sound. They don't care what's going on around them. In that moment, they, you get who they really are. And they can't even stop it. So, how do we get that? How do we? How do you think you can get into a space where, when you're doing whatever it is you're doing in the world, you can be that open and that free, and feel that good in the midst of whatever is going on around you? I don't know. Like, I have been there, and it's just, and I've been there just on the sake of because I felt like that person provides that sense of comfort for me. Like, that it, they let me know it's okay to just be me. And then any little thing that, that happens after that, that is just like not in my way or my brain go left when it should have just stayed straight. It can be the smallest little thing that'll trigger me to like jump back 55 steps. And now I'm back shut down because of my fear. Like if I keep on being open, they're gonna keep on having ways to hurt me. I'm gonna love them so much that it's hurting me to love them. Like. You've been afraid. Yeah. Okay. You've been afraid of something and then you had an experience and it was not as bad as you thought it was. So the question is, have you been afraid of something and it was as bad as you thought it was or worse? Or were your fears yeah. more? Yeah, and it's almost like, 
And it's sad because I do believe in, like, um, manifesting things. It's like sometimes that I make, I can create a situation that mm-hmm. wasn't even Absolutely. a situation. Absolutely. And I've come to terms with that. Like, I can be thinking so crazy about something, and now, now I'm picking arguments. Now it's a situation, but it wasn't even about the situation that's going on in my head. It's just that you just created all these corrupt thoughts or whatever. And then when something goes south, it's like, see, I told you, this is what I was thinking from the beginning. We were going to go there. Like, I knew it was going to go there. You didn't even pay attention to the fact that you manifested it. And it's like, I, yeah, I I had a conversation (laughs) with my younger brother. And I was like, man, I just had a situation like yada, yada, yada. And then I I was thinking so crazy. And then it happened. It was like, see, this is why. I was already thinking this anyways. I knew it. And it's like, when I had a moment to actually sit there and be grown, (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. And really think about it, it was like using you were in a good way. You were in control of the situation, and it could have been a, a good way. Right. And I kind of messed it up. Right. Doesn't wrong with being human. Right. <laughs> right. So if you can if you can see it, you can fix it. Yeah. So ultimately, what do you want? I want like just like die hard, unconditional love, like partnership, like a foundation. I want to see my kids like I co-parent with my kids' fathers really, really well, so they have a father. So I'm looking for them to have no dad, but I want them to see because I want them to kind of not not mimic it, but have a format to see in house, like how they're supposed to, or like how love should be given like but that's almost controlling too. no okay okay let me you try would not like, to say this in a controlling okay. way let me let me let me see if i can help you would, <laughs> you would like for your children to see you in a relationship with a partner so that they can see how to negotiate and compromise, yeah, to compromise in a obviously. loving and caring environment which is how i'm helping my daughter it's so crazy because like even my daughter because stuff in the perfect they got married young so they had their bumps and stuff like mm-hmm. that but like because I've been through and experienced it so much, it's like, and when she talks to me, I help her even when she feels like, and she, she'll tell me like, I feel like you're on his side or you're not listening to whatever. And it's like, no, baby, because I wish that I would have known this or whatever, just try it this way or don't jump the gun with this or yada, yada, yada. So I, and I want my other kids to see, I want like my kids to see that with me. My daughter even tells me like, I want you to see, I want to see you happy too, mom. Right. Like, I want to see that. Right. I want to see somebody loving you too. Right. I want to. I want to. I want to feel like they love you too. Right, right. We. we it's, um, it's like we we're getting ready to um, one of our upcoming episodes. Um, in the conversation before the conversation is daddyless daughters. We want to talk about the effect on girls mm-hmm. not having their dads around. So you didn't have your dad in your life when you were a child. Mm. Um, and so as a result, you are, I don't know if you're a single parent, because you, you, you're single and you're a parent. Yeah, because I wouldn't yeah. say I'm a single parent. Yeah, you're, not, yeah, you're like, single and you're a parent. contribute just as much. Right. So you didn't get to see it. You didn't get to see the work. You didn't get to see mom and dad go I've through. I've never seen no man or no woman go through, right. sadly, just really put in the work and love and fight for their love and like and not even got to go through so many bad times to keep fighting but just to actually just 
have like a like a strong like connection and friendship and like something that's like unbreakable and like right or wrong right. they they're gonna push through it. I've never seen growing up that at all so it stands the reason that one reason that this is the challenge for you is because you just didn't have the opportunity to be around it yeah that has yeah it's a, that has a lot to do with it and then like I don't want to I love my family and everybody, but like all the women single, I, I'm not trying to be like that, which I've always had long relationships though, like mm-hmm. 11 years, like years relationships and stuff right. like that. But, um, so, but I want that, like I want the foundation. I want like, uh, I want all of that. And I want to be able to just freely give my, myself wholeheartedly without regrets to somebody. Okay. And, just based off of this moment we're sharing together, what do you think you need to do to begin to move in that direction? Well, I've been doing it because I've been, like I said, I've been checking myself and I've been understanding my flaws. I've been now more open to kind of put my train of thought and point of view of how I see stuff aside and consider how the other person is feeling. Like, even if I don't agree, it's like, well, I can't take away this is how you really feel. Mm -hmm. So I've been more understanding of that. Um, I try to be quiet more and I try not to jump the gun, but that's it's it's almost like that's been bad also for me too because it's like I don't say stuff now and I let it build up to something small something small might happen and I snap mm-hmm. but then I'm bringing up everything from back then that I was holding on to and mm-hmm. like I, I never brought up to you before so it's just making it so horrible that because I've been holding it in why do you why would you, why do you do that this is now this is something I'm really curious about because so many of the women that I coach now let me let me change that up so many of the women I know do that and I've been and I hear things like well I don't want to say anything that I can't take back or I don't want to do anything that I'm going to regret so that's why they don't say anything this is what they saying they, they don't say anything or they don't do anything because they don't want that to happen so, nah, not me like I'll, I don't do it because I don't want it done to me and I like I, I try my hardest like not to like nag I guess like I don't want it to come off nagging because I don't want somebody to break down every little thing like all my little flaws to me each and every time so I just kind of and I I used to try to pick battles and then then I get to a place that I'm I don't pick them for so long now I'm everything that's coming up it's a battle and I'm throwing everything from like I'm using all the ammo from back then so and it's I guess that's negativity building up because I'm not really allowing them to love me fully or me love them fully because in the back of my mind I can think about stuff that they have done that I haven't said nothing about and it eats me up sometimes. Yeah. yeah I, I describe it like this. I say that... Um, so let's say for your man you have this armory mm-hmm. and everything that you don't say to him that you wish you had said to him you put it in an armory. It's so that armory is full of weapons of mass destruction. Yeah. You have one for your mom. You have one for your grandmother. 
You have one for the deacon at the church. You have one for the pastor's wife. You have one for your best friend. Mm -hmm. You have all these people in your life that you're not expressing yourself with, and you have all these armories. Each one of them has an armory that's full of weapons of mass destruction. So it sounds like to me, when you justify exploding, you destroy people. Yeah, and that's crazy, cause, and that's why, because I was gonna say to my friends, like, I don't know how I done gotten so soft, because you know, like, you know of yeah. me back in the day, yeah. it was like hardcore, like, right. and now it's like I'm so super sensitive, like, if I hurt somebody, it hurts me. Right. Like that I hurt them I can be dead wrong In what I'm doing And I see somebody hurt Or even they can I can feel like they're deserving And I see that they're hurt And I'm like Oh man Because somebody can go like They feel like they may be doing this But it's so much of stuff That's backed up back here right. That instead of me doing this to them I'm just like this Like right. off of something so simple What might come off simple for them But it wasn't simple for me Because it's so much that was built up Right Yeah I'm not fighting you because and it is destructive because I hurt myself in the end. I'm not fighting you because you didn't put the sugar in the, back in the cabinet. I'm fighting you for something that happened, the, the things that have happened over the last 10 years that I never shared with you. Yeah, and that's not right. And you explode on somebody. Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious. I'm, I'm, I'm just always pointing that out because I see a lot of that and, and I see it more in women than I see it in men. But I'm just like, how can you, because in order for you to be able to do that, which that means you're holding on to all of that. I think maybe also, too, is that I feel like sometimes I surround myself around people who maybe I assume, maybe I could be wrong, um, but it doesn't feel like they're on the same wavelength as me. So, like, I'm a communicator now. Mm -hmm. I like, like, before I wasn't. But I do like to, like, communicate now instead of holding all the ammo. It's like, let's talk about this. Like, I don't want to, because now I'm exploding because you left the cap off the toothpaste, and this is just ridiculous at this right. point. Right. So I'm a communicator, but it's like, now, when I try to talk to people, it's like, like I'm coming off as I'm nagging or I'm coming off as I'm complaining or I'm coming off a certain, it's like, I'm just legit trying to have a conversation with you. Yeah. It's a, there's a, so there's I'm a not dealing with happen. conversational people. Right. You, well, because you, if you have, a, well, you have a relationship with them already, right? And the relationship is as it is, you're changing in the relationship, right? They don't think you're the one who's changing in the relationship by wanting to talk more. So they, they're going to bump against nah, you. No, because even if I can deal with someone and they, when they want to talk, they want to talk. But right. it's like, it's, we should be mature enough to be able to come to the table together and like, let's address triggers and issues and let's fix it. Like, you're not wrong. Okay. I'm not wrong. But I haven't met, I haven't come across, and I think I'm losing patience, which is the problem while I'm settling for certain situations. But I feel like I haven't come across that yeah, where I can actually sit down and we're gonna have a conversation. Like I, somebody that's on that same length that is not an argument for us to just be able to talk. Yeah. You don't gotta get upset because I feel like this. I don't have to get upset because you feel like this. Right. And so I haven't found it yet. So when's gonna come? Because the problem <laughs> is like now I'm now I'm just being ridiculous and stuff because I'm getting impatient. Maybe. Well, it, I get that, but. <sighs> People grow at different rates. So 
And that's, that's the thing, too, like when you said that, okay, so now mm-hmm. I'm changing in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Maybe we weren't communicating before, so now mm-hmm. I'm changing. Mm-hmm. And I hate, like, I don't look at it like that. I feel like, because I feel, personally, I feel like people don't change. People grow or people stay the same. And I made a post about that. People, Some people are going to grow, some people are going to stay the same. It's up to you if you're going to stay there, stay there with them. Like, you have to do what you need to do for yourself. Like, mm-hmm. some people are not going to grow. They're going to still be in the same mindset of, how we were when we were in high school, how we were when we first started dating, but now we on different levels. Now, when we first started dating, you live with your mom, I live with my mom. Now we got to a point that we pay bills together. Mm -hmm. So now we're talking about things, about paying these bills together and communicating on things that we didn't talk to about before. So either we're growing together, somebody grow and the other person get left behind, and it's just not, people don't grow on the same, um, at the same rate. Rate. Right. They don't grow at the same rate. So, so which is what I'm trying to accept too, because it's like I'm here. Like, come on, I'm like if I'm growing, you to so, grow, and so that's been a problem be, for me. Be, okay, I would suggest I would say be mindful of this. So, me and my wife, we say we sit down, we're watching something on television, or we're in a class together, because this has happened, and I can get something the instructor said, and I can get it right away, and she may not get it for a week. Does that frustrate you? No, and, 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 and here's why. It's possible for me to get something and it may take her two years to get it, right? But then once she got it, she can actually, because of how she moves, she can leap ahead of me seven years. Yeah, execute it better than Right, so even though she didn't get there, we, she got there after me, she's now taking it and she's running with it and she's doing more with it than I, than I did or that I could. So that's what helps me to be patient. That makes sense because it's so crazy because I want people to like, you don't get it, you don't get it. But then when I don't get something, like I want somebody to take their time and teach it to me. Like don't get frustrated because I don't understand. Like show me, help but me understand. That's wonderful. It's not a trait that a lot of folks have I'm, because I'm in this business, I'm accustomed to people um, saying they don't get it but that's not the truth. It's easier to say they don't get it than to take their next step, because if they say they got it, then we keep working. And when people get uncomfortable, they don't want to. Yeah, so they be like, they got it, they got it, and they really don't get it. Right. And I, I want help, like, understanding. Like, I, like, live, like, so that's why I want somebody to be like, like, almost superior to me like so that I can learn like I don't want to be stuck where I can't even elevate with with them like I can't learn nothing from them or I can't be taught things I'm just like stuck like I want to keep going well when it comes to teachers you can you should outgrow your teacher it may not be the same person yeah and I think that's what we had. I be I, I already knew it wouldn't even should, it was done to outgrow just before I got into the situation. It was just already <laughs> under you. So, and that those have been like my little sense of flings and stuff. But I've been in situations where it's like I want to learn, or this person makes me feel like like I want to go do more because I see them doing more. I want to be great because they're great. Like I don't want to be left behind. Okay. So, but. Those situations be the ones that backfire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sounds like it, because it sounds like you're doing it for something other than who you are. 
Nah, cause I that is who I am. Like I love to like I I don't I like to, uh, challenge. Like I like to be challenged a little bit, even though it might mm-hmm. aggravate me then. But I appreciate it later on, cause I'm like. I've learned something and it helps me rather there in the picture. And like I say, it doesn't even have to be relationships. It can be something with business or mm-hmm. anything and it, it'll help me out later on down the line. So I love to just like keep learning new stuff about myself and learn how to handle this. Like I maybe didn't handle it good with you, but I'm gonna handle it good with them over there. Right. Like later on. So I'm appreciative of the, of the learning experience that you gave me. So I do like, like that and recognize that about myself that I do it for me like because I, I like growth I just don't like to stay the same like I even with businesses I don't like something just being the same like I like to flip it up or do like I just like I, I, I don't like it gets boring nothing well rest assured nothing stays the same nothing it's always changing what I've taught my children is I've, the saying is nothing stays the same it's always changing you need to decide whether or not you're going to be the one that's a part of the decision that helps the change to grow into what you want it to grow into, or you're just going to be along, be there along for the ride. So it's not going to stay the same. It's going to keep moving regardless. Um, we talked about your armories. You admit that you are led by fear more than love. Yeah. You say that love is freedom. Mm-hmm. And you're controlling, but you're working on that. Yeah, I'm, tr- I'm trying to work on it because I actually just came to I didn't think that I was controlling. But after you hear it so much, you got it. Like for me, after I hear something so mm-hmm. much, it makes me be like, wait a minute. And then I started thinking about different scenarios and situations. It's like I wouldn't want them to handle me like that, but I'm trying to handle them like that. So, yeah, that's that's not cool. Yeah. Like, I don't like it. So why would I expect somebody to like it coming from me? Yeah, I the way that happens to me, the way the way it has happened to me, is um, in my in in business and in home. Um, even the day it happened today with my mother, where I was doing something and she and she told me to do what I was already doing. That aggravates me. I I I'm told that I'm a very patient man, but if I'm getting ready to sit this book on the table. You know, there are women in my life who say, yeah, yeah, go ahead and put Stick it right the there. On it. Yeah, go, go ahead and put it right there. <laughs> and I'm like, wait a minute, you want to put it right here where I was going to put it? Now you're going to put it over here. <laughs> right, right. So, and the way I, um, the way I found that I could handle that where I can show them what they're doing and, now, and at the same time not turn it into something that's a big deal is I'll say, oh, I'm sorry, I apologize. You have, it's not official unless you say it first. <laughs> so, so go ahead and say it, and then they'll say, "Yeah, put it right there." But then, so then they—that's how, you know—they began to slowly catch themselves. That's how you kind of make them face themselves. Yeah, right, right. But then, when I catch them doing it, because I do understand that I am in relationships, whether it's my mother, business partner, my wife, um, who I all see as partners, mm-hmm. right. So when I see in them, what bothers me about them is generally something that bothers me about myself. Right. That's why you can like, somebody's lying to you and you know they're lying to you. You weren't there. It irks me. It's you like could, you could just, you could, in your spirit, you can feel that they're lying to you. Mm-hmm. You know why? Because you lie the same damn way. 
I guess. And that's why you know. But here's the thing, like, I just feel, now I get so, I get, I actually get bothered by people doing things that I wouldn't do to them. And then when it comes to lying, the reason why I get bothered by it, like, because I can be in a situation where I'm wholeheartedly not lying about a lot of shit. And I'm just, like, being honest and open and upfront, and they're not giving it back to me, or they're lying to me. It's like, I go to thinking, like, this person just think I'm stupid. Like now you messing with. Now I'm thinking that you just think I'm dumb or something. Am I coming off that way? So now I'm starting to like reevaluate myself and thinking that like I'm coming off stupid or dumb or like what what's making this person really think that I believe them? And now I'm being hard on myself. Like what is going on? What like what's wrong with me that a person can even feel? comfortable enough to even do that it gets to be it's it's probably more about manipulation than anything else and and as i said earlier we learned how we learned how not to communicate we learned to lie and we call that communication we that's the way we interact with one another you know and it starts off with a little simple stuff the phone rings and you answer the phone and it's for your mama, but it's somebody that she don't want to talk to, and she tell you, uh, tell them I'm not home. Right. Right? So we deal with almost everything in that same vein. So now when you have revelations like you're kind of going through right now and you're dealing with people, it can be frustrating for you, but it's even more frustrating for them because you're not, they're not allowed to lie to you. Uh, what I found is... When I stop lying to myself about a thing, no one else can lie to me about that same thing. Right. right? And it's not, you know, I, I was like, why are you asking me all these questions? Well, you said something about, you know, this thing, and I know about this thing, and what you said didn't make sense, so I'm just asking questions to see right. if, because you, you can just be trying to discover for yourself if you're right, right. or you're wrong, but it'll aggravate them because they were lying. Mm-hmm. Very right. true. So, and that irks me. Yeah, it's like, and they're just, gonna, they're just gonna have to be. Well, for me, they're just gonna have to be aggravated. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I don't know what else to tell you. You know, I lie. I have lied about almost everything, almost all the time. And so when I, when I make up my mind that okay, when it comes to this, I'm not lying about this anymore. I'm not going back. Right. Because I'm trying to. I'm working in that space where I can get to where I'm just being honest and truthful about everything. I hope to get there sometime soon, but it looks like it's going to be a long journey. Because well, that's what I've been yeah. working that same thing. Like, yeah. let me just, like, listen. And it's crazy because my truth has, like, brung people to me, but my same truth has made people go. Yeah. And it's like, I'm just, now I'm really trying to be me. And now, now, you, now you're bothered. Now you can't do it. Or now, like, now I don't deserve this because now I'm, I'm being honest with you. Like, yeah. And that's one of the things I've, I've kind of noticed about. Um, the the women in, in your generation, um, there seems to be this thing where I'm noticing, excuse me, I'm noticing that there's a frustration because they're still almost kind of trying to hold on to and do the things that they were taught that they were supposed to do, but in their spirit, they're they're wanting to be free, and and that there's a there's a little war, an internal war going on about doing what the world says they're supposed to do and then actually being free. So mm-hmm. trying to, and then, and then also trying to actually exist in a partner partner relationship with someone that, as, that is as edifying 
to both people is extremely challenging mm -hmm. because you're kind of caught in that time warp where tradition and quote unquote new age right. are, 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 are there. So it's, it's really kind of, y'all you know, in a tough spot. This is diff love is difficult right now for us. Y'all in a tough spot. Yeah. That's so that's why I keep pushing. Right so so that's why I keep working and trying to get everybody just understand it as much as you possibly can. Present your true self. Yeah. How you feeling? I feel good. <laughs> no, I feel like relieved. I feel like um, it's good to kind of say stuff that maybe I'm not like talk to somebody that I'm not comfortable saying certain things like just realizing that yep you're controlling yep might need to work on this and it feels good to hear somebody say like your train of thought is not awkward it's not different and it feels good to to know that the process just hasn't been in vain and to learn to learn other areas that I need to work on like how you broke down with my son and stuff like that I really took that to heart like you know you're right cause I'm still like holding him under bondage yeah. in a sense so yeah but you're just I can kind of look at things differently okay now alright thank you <laughs> my pleasure <laughs> we can do it we can do it anytime but you know you can call me anytime so yeah so but um, anytime you want to get on camera again I'd be happy to because you said some things that we can we can really get into I said some things. I Yo, said some good yeah, things. You said, you said, you said, no, yes. I don't think you, I don't think you said anything that wasn't good. As long as you were being revealing, I don't think you said anything that wasn't good. I'm just saying there's some stuff that, you know, when we're not on there, I talk no, a bit about, about yeah, it. Yeah, nobody better not use what I'm saying and use it against me <laughs> because I told y'all I'm afraid. <laughs> no, but thank you so much. I feel like it was definitely super um, necessary because I've been, I've been like, battling myself like crazy um these last like last like few months year or whatever um of what i know is right and what i feel is wrong or what i feel like i was taught that should be right and what i was taught that should be wrong mm -hmm. and stuff like that so i definitely want to come and have this session i also wanted people to get to know because when they see me they're like cherry coke or do whatever whatever mm -hmm. but they don't really know who I am and what I've been through. And I want people to understand, like, um, that their train of thought is okay and growth is okay and kind of, like, falling back and chilling and not trying to be in control is okay. And I also wanted people to know, like, I have lost because of my ways. Okay. I have lost. I have took. It may not be tremendous losses to other people, but things have been tremendous to me. Okay. And... And I just think it is not good to be that way. <laughs> like, so hopefully this, because since it helped me, I won't, hopefully, I pray that it helps somebody else. And, um, and maybe now I'm approachable in different ways now right. as well, too. Um, and it let people understand, like, why I may react to certain things the way that I do because yeah. of certain things that I've been through or because of this is how I genuinely, truly feel and this is how I look at things. And I don't always show that. Okay. So, I hope y'all like Vonda. <laughs> um, I guess this is it. Y'all tap share if y'all like it. Hit me up. Contact him if you need help. Um, let everybody know like where they can find you at, what's coming up. And reiterate the book again for those that didn't come on at the beginning. Okay. Well, here, tell you this is what I'm going to do. Um, 
the name of the book is Girl, Get Up and Move. Tomorrow, right now, we're taking pre-orders. Uh, it's $15 plus shipping and handling. Um, the price goes up at noon tomorrow. So for anyone who purchases the book, you can find me on, um, find me on Facebook. Click the link. If you purchase the book between, what time is it? It's 10. Okay, if you purchase the book between 10 tonight and 12 noon tomorrow, I'll put you in a raffle and five people can win a free half-hour session with me. Oh, that's, so. that's dope. And I know I'm not the only one that needs healing. Everybody needs continuous healing, not one time. Right. So the book is a great, it's a great piece of work. And the whole thing is we had over 20 people contribute and collaborate with us to make this thing something that can really uh, empower and motivate and inspire women to uh, get up and move and to accomplish all that they were put on this wonderful planet to do. All right. So, again, thank you. Thank you so much. Definitely have you back out. Um, to help me out soon on some other topics too because I definitely want to do something with like um, um, a younger generational relationship with the older relationship so we can kind of see the differences and how we can kind of maneuver our ways because I believe there's not just something that um, more mature relationships are going to teach I believe they can learn too from younger ones oh, absolutely. as well so we out okay All right. good night everyone <laughs>